We pick on Next Gen TV again, Keith. But this time, we're going to skewer them with their own words. And it looks like WTOP's Joel Oxley is being held hostage. I mean, really, he looks like he's being held hostage. All he needs is a current newspaper being held up to show the date that he was being held hostage and reading his lines. So good morning with our opinions and comments. I'm Jackson Weaver in Seattle. And in the hills of sunny Southern California, that good-looking guy is Keith Samuels. We are not media consultants, but we are media insultants, insultants. So welcome to the Thursday, December the 16th episode of Media Insultant. Man, Keith, we're up to almost 100 podcasts of Media Insultant. Can you believe it? I mean, and been, a, we, we should amazing. have a little shameless self-promotion here because we appreciate our audience sharing the show. So we love it when they share it with other people. And most of our shows are still posted on Vimeo under either Media Insultant Showcase or Jackson Weaver. And there's a link to all the audio podcasts on the homepage of Media Insultant, which is intownmedia.com. And so, you can also find them at Apple or at Spotify or anywhere you'd like to go uh, uh, find your favorite podcast. There's our smiling faces, our wonderful artwork, and a complete listing of our shows. But, uh, you know, it, we've, uh, we've, we've, held, we've held it together, and uh, we're going strong. And, and thank – I mean, I love the feedback, and we've been getting surprising feedback from all sorts of different people – who we won't mention because, you know, we don't want to jeopardize their job. But, you know, it's not about likes for us. It's about listens and downloads, you know, because if you like us, then, ooh, you know, that might not go over well with, with corporate. Because we, we're, yeah, we're insulting your management on a regular basis. But, uh, but thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. Keith, typically we talk about two, three media events on Media Insultant. But this morning... We wanted to focus on just one topic, because our skepticism of ATS 3.0, which they brand as Next Gen TV, has been pretty consistent as long as we've been doing Media Insultant. And lately, Sinclair, well, last week, Sinclair continues to pound on its proposed benefits. What they did mm, is yeah. they put a TV station on the air in Washington, D.C., well, they converted one of their existing TV stations to ATS 3.0, which actually is called Next Gen TV. So we'll just call it Next Gen TV. And, you know, just to bring people up to speed, because sometimes we get a little geeky on this and uh, don't nobody knows, what, <laughs> nobody knows what we're talking about. This is the newest broadcasting television format. Most over-the-air TV is what they call ATSC 1.0. Now, stations were required to convert to that a couple of years ago to bring television from the analog to kind of the digital age. Mm -hmm. If you get mm -hmm. your TV on cable, none of this will matter much in the short term. But if you do watch television over the air, it's relevant. Stations do have the option of either converting to this new format, ATS 3.0 or ATSC 3.0 or Next Gen, or just staying with the current format is uh, version one. Right. But the stations that do make the conversion, Keith, uh, have some real benefits. Uh, one is 4K video, better audio. They, have, they can broadcast data channels. 
There are multiple channels, which the 1.0 already has. Better targeting of advertising and what they, if, if somebody builds a phone, a mobile TV. So they converted, Sinclair did, converted WIAV in D.C. to this next-gen digital. And they wanted to make a big impression with everybody, including the FCC. So what did they do? They did a 15-minute video of the benefits of next-gen TV. They emphasized a classroom application, which is kind of weird. But let's watch this uh, video clip and see what you think. Using the WIAV channel, we can see a lesson sent by the teacher via the internet and simultaneously via the WIAV over-the-air broadcast channel to an entire class. It's targeted just to that class, and it can be viewed by those students with and without an internet connection. Today, that's done with a separate reception box, a gateway Tomorrow, the reception capability will be built into all receiving devices. Distance learning just got a dose of television future. Okay, Keith, they can send a lesson to all the class members for just that class. What's the big deal about that? Does that make, does that make them do something that they can't do right now? Uh, no. But that means that, that those uh, kids or households that don't have an Internet connection can can get this through their television, except you need a special television antenna. That well, yeah, and you need you know, a special. You need a converter box, and a converter box. So there's still some technology that you still need to get to do this. That adds on to whatever other technology you've got into your TV, um, and just getting a new TV installed, like I did a week ago. Uh, let's see, you've got cable, you've got your Roku, you've got your, your DVD player, you've got all this stuff going on, you have all these inputs and outputs and, and remote controls and everything else, and I can just see your third grader or your second grader searching through all the different inputs to find today's frickin' lesson on, uh, you know, on, on, on arithmetic in third grade. So, I, you know, it's just, they're so overselling this, but hey, They've got the high-priced, good-looking anchor. I'm, I'm going to go get a blazer on just so I can be dressed appropriate for this discussion about next-gen TV in Washington, D.C., and how dramatic and perfect it is. And I'm in my studio looking really great, and I'm reading the script, and I'm probably saying to myself, there's a little voice in my head that's saying, this is such bullshit, I can't <laughs> believe it. But I'm saying it because I'm making the big bucks as the anchor on Sinclair's TV stations in Washington, D.C., yeah, it's it's a real interesting presentation that they give, and there are some substantial holes in it. You know, right off the bat, this whole concept of education sounds really good, and it's very heartwarming. But for it to really work, you need to have an, the kids need to have an internet connection, and the the value of it is being able to have that interactivity. Now they can do that if they have an internet connection and a browser. They can do that right now. They don't need to buy a new television or buy a new television adapter. I love also the fact that they say that in the future, all viewing devices will read or will receive the signal. All viewing devices will receive the signal. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you oh. remember when Jeff Smolian did Next Radio and tried yeah. to get the mobile device manufacturers to include an FM receiver? Remember yeah, that? An FM chip. Yeah, yeah. They were going to put an FM chip so you could listen to FM radio. Your, your, your smartphone could be an FM radio. Could be an FM radio. How'd and that go over, Jackson? 
and he worked on it for years. And God bless him. It was a great effort. It was an industry-wide effort. And he got a couple of manufacturers to turn on the chips they already had. The big thing he couldn't do was get Apple to do anything. And my question is, what incentive would a manufacturer like Apple have to put next-gen receivers on their phones, laptops, tablets, whatever? So I think they've got a, a real problem. You know, and, and as you watch this video, at one point, they do something that I went, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. They actually show a phone picking up a television signal mm-hmm. in the front seat angled toward the driver saying you can watch television as you're driving down the 405. Yeah, yeah. Or you can, or they, the, the, I love the gal that's sitting in the subway in probably somewhere in D.C. area, and I've been on it. And she's looking at her smartphone, watching TV on her smartphone underground in the subway. So right. where's the, how does that magical next-gen TV signal get through 100 feet of dirt and steel and concrete to the tube that my, uh, that my uh, uh, phone's going through? Yeah, it's a it's a real interesting presentation, and uh, the thing that uh, baffles me is that they actually even got an FCC commissioner to uh, speak on it and talk about uh, you know what the future looks like. They had a couple of other spokespeople, and then at some point they said, "And here's a, the, another opportunity: you can listen oh, yeah. to your radio on your television with some of the bandwidth." Okay, well. I guess that's wonderful, but you know, it doesn't seem to me to to offer the radio a lot of advantage, and just adds confusion for the consumer who goes, "Well, why would I listen to the radio on the TV?" Uh, you know, I just see that being a, a mix-up. But what they did is they've done some work with WTOP, which is Hubbard's News Talk, very successful radio station in Washington D.C., mm-hmm. run by a guy of the name of, by the name of Joel Oxley. Mm-hmm. And he's a very good GM from everything I've heard. He's done a great job with WTOP. And I just want you to see his unbridled excitement, his enthusiasm, his energy at this new next-gen TV prospect. Expanding the reach of radio and bringing multiple new offerings to our listeners through an untapped platform gives our brand new ways to meet the expanding needs and interests of those who tune in to hear us. Keith, what do you say? Oh my God, Joel! I mean, this is like a hostage video. You know, great guy, great radio guy. Runs a runs probably one of the greatest radio stations ever, along with with his director of sales, Matt Mills. Come on, Joel! I mean, you know, let let's have a little personality and let's let's think like you're really enjoying this. But this is like, oh, that's so not Joel. Uh, you know, I think he just he just you know, they gave him the script. They said we're going to film this, and he did, and it's fine. It's not going to make or break Joel's career. You know, he's got other things to worry about and doing a great job programming uh, not only Federal News Radio, but WTOP and their unbelievable website. And, I mean, it's, it's an operation, believe me, that, you know, it's far more successful in D.C. than WTOP is, far more successful than any next-gen project's going to be for Sinclair's television stations there. I guarantee for some, you. Yeah, for some time to come. Yeah. Well, yeah. I... I but, I just, but it's pretty funny. It's like, oh, God. Oh, poor Joel. Don't look. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't there have been a take two? I mean, yeah, anyway. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> okay, here's, here's the takeaway, Keith. We always have to come away from this sort of thing. I mean, clearly, this is really a very superior over-the-air signal. Better utilization of the bandwidth. It's great for data. The audio is better. I mean, it, it really is a very robust technology. 
The problem is that there already exist today tools to do almost everything right there. And I've never heard people complain that the television fidelity on their TV is subpar. So I'm not sure that that's going to go a long way. But it was very expensive. These stations spent a fortune to upgrade to this. It's not reverse compatible. So TV stations have five years to remain with the present digital format ATSC 1.0. And then they can abandon that format. So again, more confusion in terms of over the air. And again, if you're on cable, it probably isn't going to make any difference. Yeah, but you know, I think the other thing that I read about recently when they were doing this announcement and other other PR came out about it is that the the investment community is looking at this as a as additional revenue stream for television stations almost entirely from the data services that this 3.0 technology allows the signal to provide nothing to do with more viewing happier viewers education you know, targeted advertising. They give the example of, you know, with, you know, we can send a message to Frederick, Maryland, and not have to worry about whether people in Fredericksburg, Virginia, who are also in my signal area, care about. We can send it directly to Fredericksburg. Yeah, the eight people that have next gen hooked up in Frederick, Maryland, you know, will get it in, you know, but not the Fredericksburg people. The analysts don't see it that way. They see it almost entirely as revenue from selling data services to the people who need a lot of data serviced. But nobody has yet said what those data services are going to be. And that, right. that to me, is the, is the fundamental problem. Look, at the end of the day, I love new technology, I'm, and I don't want people to think that Media Insultant is, is against technology. We just have been raising this because at the end of the day, maybe this is the technology for a next generation of viewers. But, boy, Keith, as far as I'm concerned, next-gen TV – it's a solution looking for a problem, and they're going to be looking for a while, I think. So <laughs> you got it. Be very interesting. All right. So you know, what's, we, com- what's coming up? What's well, coming up on Mini Insultant for Christmas, Jackson? Come on, it's our poet laureate. You know as well as I do. Tony Bolin is coming up next week. Uh, he drops on the uh, Tuesday, the twenty-first. We'll have his his poem, his media poem. And for those of you who have not seen Tony before. Keith, what are they in store for? Uh, they're in store for a real treat. Uh, it's an annual tradition here at Media Insultant, and it's a tradition that we started at the uh, Puget Sound Radio Broadcasters Association back in 1992. So it's it's almost the uh, it, you know it's what it, we're coming up on 30 years. 30 years, yeah. Uh, Tony Bolin. It's a wonderful way to celebrate the holidays for those of us in media, and and to feel sentimental about what we do to feel um, gratified for what we do and how it helps advertisers and listeners and their lives. And Tony brings it all together around the Christmas theme every year, and this will be no exception. It'll be great. And, and his, 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 the way he recites his poems <laughs> is priceless. And he's just brilliant in delivery. No one does it better than Tony. Well, that drops on Tuesday, December 21st, Keith, and then we're off for the holiday until our next Media Insultant, which will start up again on January 4th, and who knows what excitement 2022 is going to bring, but we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So, Keith, until uh, we hook up with Tony Bolin and enjoy his Christmas media poems, have a good afternoon. And have a great weekend, Jackson. See you next week. You too, Keith. Thanks. Thanks.